What's up, everybody? Hope everybody is doing well out there. Today, I have a very special guest. I met this guy last year, and he is a value-giving machine. This guy is an incredible human being, and it just was like always, always, always gave and always looked out for me, never asked for me for anything. I don't even think he's asked me for anything even till this day. So I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. So uh, without further ado, uh, Dante, I uh, thank you for joining us here today, my man. Super happy to be here, man. Super happy to be here. You're one of my favorite human beings just because like you invest so much into yourself and you're so passionate about building a bridge because it's doing laundry in the background. You're so passionate about building a bridge for other people to get them to the things that they want. I think that's fucking amazing. And people like you make this world a better place. So I'm nothing but privileged and honored to be here, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. So tell us a little bit about you, man. Who, who is Dante? Who is Dante? Let's see. Uh, to say who Dante is, I think it'd be better to say who Dante was. A little bit of context. Um, I grew up in a horrible, horrible fucking environment. Lots of drug abuse. You know, like uncle was addicted to meth. Saw people in and out of prison, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of domestic violence, emotional abuse, a lot of neglect. So that kind of built this person that, that Dante was, which is an incredibly insecure person who just doubted everything that he did. And just having this constant hum, background mental chatter of just, you're not enough. Everything you do is shit. You know, I, I would just quit things all the time. I had zero self-esteem, zero self-worth, like nothing like all of my emotions were just crumbling, right? So I spent a long time in that place, in that dark, dark place, the dark ages of Dante. And when I started learning more about self-development and I'm talking about old school self-development, like you, you mentioned this on a podcast I was listening to with you and uh, Rosa um, on a mother, mother Hustler, I believe her podcast is called. You mentioned Tony Robbins. So like for me, my, my Tony Robbins was Zig Ziglar. So I remember watching a shit ton of Zig Ziglar videos and going, okay, interesting. So you don't have to just feel like shit and suffer. You can make some changes. All right. So I moved into self-development, started reading books, watching YouTube videos, um, moved into the dating industry, worked for some intern for some dating companies, worked for a dating coach for a while. Didn't really get the answers I wanted. Like, it was cool. Got to meet some really cool girls, make some headway in terms of like social, like social anxiety and social pressure. But I wasn't, I was missing the, the element that I really wanted, which was like self-esteem, right? Like how do I build self-worth as I shut the door? Uh, how do I build self-worth? How do I build that internal confidence that isn't at the effect of the external environment, right? Of, of people's judgment. Like how do I make that voice inside of my head not this, this fucking menace and an inner critic, but like my best friend, right? My biggest ally. And that kind of led me to the world of spirituality, which in and of itself was a lot. So many different pieces to it. So many different aspects, teachers. And I just spent the last two or three years just burning through books and teachers and content and courses and, and just working for different people and just trying to get to the heart of like, what the fuck? is self-worth like what is self-love like how do you get that shit because if you get that then you get energy if you have energy then you can take consistent action all the fucking time and you have access to your inner brilliance your inner genius right all those fucking amazing ideas amazing epiphanies insights so to me like if i get self-worth the way i was looking at it, if i get self-worth 
then all this surface level shit I get too. Like the car, apartment, girlfriend, fucking travel, lifestyle, etc. So that's where I am now. I've I've hit this place of getting like some really powerful teachings that have started to radically change my life. And I'm just fucking pumped to share them with whoever's ready to to hear it and listen to it. That that's incredible, man. What do you feel was a big thing that drew you to spiritual teachings? It's a great question, man. Um, you know, I grew up with really judgmental and highly critical people. So it's taken me a while and, and I still got blocks to, to this day. Like I'm, I'm probably going to end up hiring like a masculinity coach at some point, but I, I just have had a lot of resistance towards like really dominant male figures just because I had one in my life that was like a fucking tyrant and just stepped all over me and just destroyed my, my self-esteem. So I think spirituality appealed to me because it's like, okay, more of like a feminine, softer approach to building self-worth. And like, that's what I needed. I never had, <laughs> like when I see an alpha dude, I'm like, wow, you had great parents. Or you put in a sh- disgusting amount of work on yourself, like props. Sorry about that. Can you, you still, cool, still here. Got a phone call. Um, so I was like, spirituality was a gentler way to like instill that inner self-love right? And, and it was appealing to that side of me, that, that place that I was kind of hurting in. And I guess that's what kind of started. That's what was so attractive, I guess. Awesome, man. So what, who, like, who was it that, that you follow? I know you're big on Eckhart Tolle, but was there somebody like a teacher specifically that you really dove into? Yeah. So recently I really, really been diving into Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N. He's got a really good book called Whatever Love, Whatever Arises, Love That. And this one, this is in my book club for my academy that we're reading uh, this month. The universe always has a plan. So his stuff is really good. Um, I'm a big fan of Bentinho Massaro for like the self-realization, meditation, you know, enlightenment stuff. Two really good speakers and uh, teachers that I'm super passionate about right now at the moment. Now, you had a lot of stuff that you had to overcome from your childhood. Um, what was that like? in terms of you processing that trauma and overcoming that fucking brutal, man. I mean, it's, it's still fucking brutal. Like this is, this is such a cool topic because I think everyone, you know, all of us have gone through shit. All all of us have damage. All of us have gone through an accumulated trauma and I just have so much respect and just like honor and just appreciation for, for just every human being, right. Everyone's individual story of of the shit they went through and, for me, it, it was just like getting, getting emotional and physical abuse, like, you know, be it kicked by a certain family member and like pissing myself in fear of them or, you know, getting bullied throughout high school or just seeing, you know, the amount of emotional and physical abuse that in the family or, or just, you know, any, anybody really at such a young age, it's like seeing horrible things done to other people is also extremely traumatizing. So a lot of that kind of shaped me to being a really very afraid human being and a very insecure human being and someone who has, and still has to this day, I'm working on it. I got tons of fucking coaches helping me work through this still. Um, A lot of people pleasing and codependent behaviors, a lot of like deep, deep loneliness and sadness that then contributed to, you know, in the past, um, chasing tons of, of women to try to like 
fuck my way into happiness to like soothe that inner pain led to like addiction uh like alcoholism when i was in high school i did a whole bunch of drugs um you know cigarettes and and just even beyond all that just like not having again like energy like just sleeping all day just being hella depressed so that was the darkest time of it um now it's, it's just getting better a little bit every day right when you like you know this you posted a, a piece of content that I, I fucking loved and I threw up on my Instagram stories about, you know, you're interviewing one of your mentors, I believe. And he was saying biggest piece of advice that I, and you mentioned Tony Robbins, actually, I think uh, biggest piece of advice is don't try to do everything by yourself, like surround yourself with mentors and coaches. So the more I do that, the more I'm applying these processes, the more I'm distilling this stuff, the easier it's getting, but that's kind of what it was like growing up. It was just, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. The short answer. So, so you do a lot of meditation. I mean, do you like, do you feel like that's helped you out with process a lot of the things you've gone through or, or have you experimented with any other thing that's, that's helped out tremendously with that? That's a good question, man. Um, I was doing a lot of like presence-based meditation, like, okay, try to try to be aware that you're aware, you know, be, be aware of the thoughts and the emotions, like be super present. Look at the Look at the fucking surroundings and then listen to the birds and shit. And that was cool. But again, it didn't give me exactly what I wanted. So the meditations I do now, they're, they're kind of like a distillation of a bunch of shit I've learned and like taken away a bunch of different stuff. It's like one of them's called uh, ETC or, or ECT, excuse me, emotional connecting techniques. So I'll just sit for like 15 minutes in the morning and I'll just feel the emotions in my body. And the purpose behind that is so much of our life, we're, we're just conditioned whenever there's any negative emotion number one we associate like that's negative that's bad don't feel that that's uh get away from that so we recoil from it we immediately step it down we, we, there's some resistance built up and there's decades for some people right decades of time spent having that relationship with their emotions of that's bad don't feel that oh that's intense step it back down or distract yourself let me go drink let me go fucking party let me watch like 30 fucking thousand episodes of netflix so that technique i'm just literally feeling my emotions and building a healthy relationship with like, Hey, it's cool that you're here. It's cool to connect to this and kind of reprogramming myself out of the step it down, distract yourself, uh, resist. You know, like I hear like, uh, you know, Joe Polish, she said that the opposite of addiction is connection. And I feel like, uh, addiction is also a solution to, like, it's not necessarily a problem. It's a solution to how we feel inside, you know, and that's really, that's actually courageous to do that, to be able to sit with negative emotions and to fully accept those because what we usually want to do is escape, right? We always want to try to get out of this. And what's that like for you now in terms of like when you're sitting with that and you're present with it, like, uh, does that help you out in other directions you feel like that helped you out with overcoming addictions how has that been very beneficial for you totally man totally um i mean there's a lot of pieces of her like i teach a number of different things like this kind of wheelhouse that if you get like these four or five core things down and you practice those it just makes everything else much easier but for this specific thing of like feeling the emotions it's it's still to this day really challenging like this morning for instance after after morning hustlers i was sitting feeling some shit and it's it's just so crazy how like the number one way for me that is like the red flag of, okay, you're not at, you're like, you're resisting feeling is just thinking about shit, either thinking about what the emotions mean or thinking about what you're going to do that day or having an idea come up. Like for me, that's a red flag that, okay, you're not feeling. It's so like refocus, right? Readjust, like put your, put the emphasis back on 
what does this emotion feel like? Where is it in the body? You know, is it in, you have tightness in the fucking chest and you know, are your fucking shoulders scrunched up to your, to your ears. Do you have like tightness in the stomach? So the more we can just feel and not really think about what we're feeling and just connect to the emotion itself, I find that helpful. And also just having a level of respect and empathy and patience, like it's kind of cliche and cheesy. It sounds like being very gentle with yourself because they are fucking intense. And especially for like us dudes, I don't know about you, man, but I grew up around people who were like, you know, you're a pussy. If you feel your stuff, like stop being weak. So like having that programming, it just makes it even harder to connect with emotions. And that it just leads to like, like way, way uncalibrated aggressiveness, you know, which is just, it can be destructive in terms of like you actually getting into fights with people because you can't connect with your emotions and process, you know, healthily, you can't emotionally regulate, or you're just really uncalibrated when it comes to like interacting with the opposite sex. I found that to be the case for me, like, because I was so anxious all the time and, and still am to be fair to some degree. When I was talking with a girl, it's like, I couldn't even be empathetic to what she's feeling or how she's responding to me. And like, what would be an appropriate response? Like what, what congruently feels good in that moment? Cause I just have, I'm fucking, anxiety is coursing through my body, right? So just all about balance and just being gentle and, and just like slow is fast. You know, the slower you go with it, the faster you're going to heal and make progress and, and, you know, shake off any kind of emotional triggers that, that, that hit you or that you get hit with. You, this is great stuff, man. Now, how important is it that you do this kind of work on your journey to success? Because I can, I can hear people say like, Oh, like, okay, it sounds whatever. Like just do no, just get stuff done, man. Just get shit done. But like, how important it is, is it that you connect with yourself and you connect with these kind of emotions and you deal with this kind of things on your journey to becoming successful? really admire that question, man. Um, I think it, a lot of it, like a factor of it has to deal with how you were raised and just your inherent, like what you, like the cards you were dealt. Like I hear, heard your story on Rosa's podcast and I was just like, now, I already like Greg Santos, but goddamn, now, you know, like he's inner circle, like fucking much love for this guy and what he's been through. That's fucking crazy. So I feel like if you've been through a lot of adversity, you can like pick up shit along the way that helps you. So I feel like there's a level of adjustment in what you're able to figure out on your own. I feel like there's a level of what, you know, the cards you were dealt in terms of parents and environment and stuff. I think we all fluctuate. We all have different rates of healing. We all have different, you know, perspectives. And I, I really feel like that ties into your gifts that you can offer the world and, and the impact you're able to have. So just because you weren't naturally good at, you know, dealing with adversity doesn't mean that you have nothing to offer that you're less of a person. I just think that means that experience of going through that has something else to teach you. It's going to express itself in a different way. So I think it's crucially important, man. I mean, the whole, like I have so much, I love taking action. I fucking love it. And you can't get success without taking a bunch of action, but it's like, how difficult do you want the action to be? You know, like for me, I remember working cause again, judgmental dad, um, he wanted me to play basketball and I had to just do a whole bunch of basketball shit. And it was just not a good relationship with physical exertion. So every time I tried to work out in the past, I just had self-attacking thoughts, felt like shit, you know, everything wasn't good enough. I couldn't give myself props for just like doing the workout after I finished the workouts, like your shit, just feeling shitty, feeling depressed or, or feeling just like really, really like, like low energy. So 
now I'm doing a workout, just implemented a workout again for the, for the first time in a very, very long time. And it feels great. You know, I finished my workout this morning. It felt awesome. Listen to some music. I'm like, dude, you're doing such a great job. You're amazing. I'm enjoying the workout, the strain on my body. I'm not like ripping myself to shreds. So if you're not, it doesn't have to be all the time, but if you're not putting at least some amount of focus or emphasis on this, to me, like the dark side, the extreme to kind of really illustrate the point, not saying like everybody's going to end up like this, but Chris Cornell, you know, Chester Bennington, like having all the success, but if you don't have the solid foundation of self-love and self-worth, that's a big hole in the armor, dude. <laughs> like it could easily lead to addiction, easily lead to suicide. Yeah. And you know, a, a big thing is, we can often feel like once we get the success, once we get the whatever, then we'll feel whole and complete inside. And you mentioned about the journey being difficult, like how, how difficult do you want it to be? And it's just like, you know, oftentimes you make things harder than it has to be. And, and you know, sometimes ego can play, can come in as like, no, I can do this on my own. I'm going to make this happen. And yeah, I'll, I'll push through those difficult things. But it's like, you know, you don't have to make it as difficult as it has to be on, on this journey. Now, uh, how big of a factor has putting your ego to the side been in terms of connecting and healing and really going through this process for you? It's a great question, dude. Cause I, I personally love like the whole social freedom, social scientist community of, of doing all these like exercises to like break out of your comfort zone. I think that's amazing. But again, it also really depends on where you're at emotionally. You know, if you're hella depressed and just feel worthless about yourself, like I, I remember, you know, going to the club for the first time. And then after I got out, I literally contemplated killing myself like, like heavily for like two hours straight. I was like, you know, I could do it this way. And like, I just, I'm not good enough. I couldn't talk to anybody. Like the self attack was so, so high, so intense that all I, I just had suicidal thoughts for two hours. So I, I think there's there has to be empathy and some level of self-awareness with someone when they when they're going like how much how much can i take like how much of the ego hit can i take can i handle without it blowing up in my face um but i feel like once you have like a at least a, a certain level of self-worth then in the context of social freedom you know dating um even cultivating other like habits, like implementing habits, like a workout routine. Like I couldn't do that back then. I literally fucking, again, like totally self-attacked like so much that I, I would just quit. I would just burn out and then get hella depressed and bash myself even more. So if you have some good, you know, some sort of foundation for self-love, then I feel like it's easier to, to wade through, um, be it social pressure or, uh, you know, handling a, a, an intense situation and not just thinking about that situation for the next 12 hours and, and you know, bitching about it or, or being pissed at somebody or, um, you know, just being able to recover quickly. Like to me, that that is what self-love allows you to do. Like gives you energy. It allows you to recover from those situations a lot more quickly. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, self-love and, uh, you know, just working through that kind of stuff is, is very important because it literally shapes your experience for everything else that happens for you or that happens in your life. I mean, like, um, it doesn't matter how much success you have, if you feel worthless, you're, you're going to discount it. You're going to look for ways that like, you know, that show that that eh, doesn't really matter that much, or you're, you're always gonna look for a way to, to downplay that, or you're always going to return back to a baseline. So that's why, 
you know, and I'm going really deep into this kind of stuff right now in terms of, you know, spirituality and, and connecting with yourself, because it is a very important aspect. And this is what I'm learning as well for myself, not to make this about me, because I want to, you know, no, please, more, more about yourself. Um, but like, it's very important that you do take that time to really connect with yourself and not making it about the grind and the hustle the entire time. It's like what Stephen Covey said in his seven habits book, you know, sharpening the saw. I think Abraham Lincoln said, you give me six hours to chop down a tree. I'll spend the four, the first four hours sharpening the saw. And then in the next two hours, you know, grinding out. And I, I feel like that's what it is when it comes to, you know, self-love, building yourself, connecting with yourself, that's sharpening the saw. So when you go into your work, now it's more pleasurable. Now it has a better, you know, more meaning and it's more fulfilling and you're not reliant on some kind of external thing to make you feel better about yourself. You know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big one because that's not easy to, easy realization to have is like there's nothing external that's ever going to make you feel better about yourself there's nothing external that's ever going to make you feel happier like it's all within inside yourself not to say not to strive for external things of course i mean of course i'm going right. to strive to still make a lot of money and i'm going to try, try to, to travel but it not but come but it's, it's coming from the it's all about what the place is coming from right if you're doing it to get something or to feel something then yeah then you're 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 done i mean you're you're shot, right? Like it's not going to bring in the kind of happiness and fulfillment that you think it is. Like, what do you think about all that? Dude, I completely agree with you, man. And it's so funny, like, because starting going into like the self-development space, uh, dating space, when, when pickup was, was, I mean, pickup has like a, just the word pickup has a negative connotation, but when that was like a big thing and then going all the way to spirituality and learning from like every teacher, the extreme polar opposite teachers on both spectrums, you know, like, like business coaches, self-development coaches who will literally say like, fuck everyone else. Everyone's a piece of shit and a fucking loser. Get the results, do this shit, which I love. I think that's amazing, right? Like I love the intensity that that, you know, certain individuals bring. Uh, you, you know who I'm talking about, one of them at least. And on the other side of the spectrum, like Eckhart Tolle and all these different teachers who are like, you know, whole planet's one everything's amazing just sit listen to the birds consciousness da 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 i think both worlds have a lot to learn from one another i think you go too far in the spiritual world and you're just like self-love and no action that's not what life is about that's not why we're here if you're too far into the the business self-development side of the world it's too much action and and for me it's like damn if you just had like if you just focused a little bit more on this on the self-love part of things not only would you bring more playfulness and enthusiasm into your work which would then sparks like such die-hard followers and just make it easier for people to internalize your content and just connect with you as a fucking human being and and again as you mentioned like you having more fun with it but i mean that that would be the main point and then on the other side like i think the spiritual people can learn a lot from the business people like take action like what <laughs> that's a part of life. Like you have desires, you have things that you want to accomplish. Like you didn't come here just to fucking like be happy. Like one of my beliefs is, you know, we, we all come from source, right. To kind of get woo woo here. And like source is just, is just love, infinite love, infinite intelligence. So you were already that you didn't come here to be that again. Like you came here to have individual desires and actualize 
you know, your specific blueprint as a human being and, and start businesses or work for, for businesses, you know, careers, corporations, whatever the fuck that you're passionate about, you know, date people, make mistakes, fuck up, have success, everything in between. So I think it's incredibly important, man, for, for both, both worlds to both investigate each other. And, and just as a basic thing for all human beings, like it's, it's gotta be an emphasis. We're just not taught how to do this. It's just not, it's just, it's just silly. It's just ri- ridiculous that it's not like a skill set that we, we learn in like school and shit. Yeah. You know, um, Seneca, the, the OG philosopher Seneca in his book, letters from a stoic and he's writing letters to his friend Lucilius who's having challenges in his life. One thing that's very interesting about Seneca and what he does in that book, he does it several times. You'll, you'll, you'll notice it. He, he quotes this man, his name is Epicurus and Epicurus belongs to the opposite school of stoicism, right? Where stoicism is work hard and, and just, you know, hold your values with terms of, you know, self-control, courage, intelligence, and wisdom. And, and just stay, you know, like being able to deal with those, those challenging times. Whereas Epicureanism is more towards fun, pleasure, play, you know, why do you want to do all that other stuff? You know, like, like, look at life is meant to be enjoyed. And one thing that's very interesting that Seneca does is more than once he does this probably more than five times actually, where he quotes the leader of that school and he quotes that leader not in a negative way he quotes it in a way that is that's beneficial for his friend lucilius and i think it's so i think i think that's very powerful i mean to to be able to hold those thoughts to be able to study the opposite school and to take some things from that school and learn it and apply it to your life while still maintaining your your I won't say essence, but like maintaining like that, that foundation that you've built with what you have in terms of that action taking, right? Does that make sense? Totally. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's very important that you do have both. I do believe that it's important for you to connect and it's important for you to understand, um, like you actually not only connect with yourself, but like your environment, the people that are around you, nature, the world. And at the same time, it's like, well, hey, but let's stay, let's stay focused on our mission and let's continue to take massive action towards that. But, but you do need both. You had, if, you, if you go to the extreme with either direction, that's when things start to go off the rails. Totally, man. I completely agree with that. You know, and that's, that's where I started, like taking as much action as human, humanly possible, you know, reading Relentless by Timothy S. Grover seven times a week. Like, like it just, it didn't, it didn't work because- I didn't have self-worth. I didn't have self-love. Like there's so much self-attack the the intensity of the self-attack just made any action I was taking either ineffective well, and ineffective and I couldn't sustain it. So I feel like the more self-love you have, the more self-worth you have, the longer you can take action, the quality of those actions increase. And like, that's, that's the name of the game. You know, I'm not like my, my course, my academy isn't to show you how to be happy and do nothing with your life. It's show you how to be happy. So then you can have the energy and brilliance your creative fucking genius to go act on what you want and make that shit happen like it's beautiful that's why you're here yeah so what what would you say was a a book that you read that is kind of like your bible like your your top books that really helped you process and and start to develop that that self-love and self-worth for yourself 
Uh, so at the very tippy top, whatever love or <laughs> whatever arises, love that. That would be my number one. Uh, number two, I'd say breaking the habit of being yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza and the whatever arises, love that. That's Matt Kahn. Mm. And the third one would probably be uh, where the superior man. Mm. Powerful. Where does a new earth uh, fall in, in, uh, in like favorite books? Is it, was that one of your favorites or is this kind of, not so much. No, I, I dig it, man. I, I love everything. I totally read a uh, new earth twice. Um, listen to the audio version of power of now. And I'm kind of chipping away at the power of now. It's just so dense, dude. I love it. I love what he's talking about. It just takes me like so long to read it and properly like understand it. <laughs> I feel you, man. That, that's definitely not an easily uh, digestible book. Uh, <laughs> I, I found that a new earth has, has been uh, tremendously easier to understand than the power of now facts so cool man so uh tell us a little bit about this academy that you got going on man what where can people like what is what's that what's that about yeah uh, it's academy so i'm working with a business coach right now he's helping me um actually charge what i'm worth because codependency and having low self-worth in the past has led to a lot of not not okay business uh, decisions so I'm about to charge uh, a significantly more amount of money. So I don't really want to talk about the Academy. I'd rather talk about um, this free Facebook group I'm developing, which I'm trying to make as much, I'm trying to make it as value centered as possible and include some weekly calls where I hop on with everybody and just kind of explain some of the concepts that I'm talking about and teaching and, you know, what we kind of talked about here a little bit, but more in depth. And that's a free group that uh, I'd be more than happy to share the link with that people can join and connect with and just learn how to start putting the pieces in place to be to the beginnings of cultivating inner self-worth and high, high degree of self-esteem. And what's the name of that group? Uh, the backyard Buddha tribe. Love it, man. What, what made you decide on the, the backyard Buddha uh, name? Uh, business coach. Yeah. Oh, in terms of like the overall branding. Sorry. Yeah. Um, cause I, I fucking was making videos in the backyard, bro. <laughs> and then it just kind of came to me one day. I'm like, Oh, I'm talking about spiritual stuff. I'm in the backyard, you know, put one or two together. <laughs> Dude. It, it's such a, such a fantastic name it has a, has a great ring. It's easily, you can remember it easily. And, uh, it's playful too. It, it's funny. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Awesome. So where else can people find you, Dante? Um, the Backyard Buddha on Instagram and TikTok are two really good places. And I got a podcast that I upload to pretty consistently called The Present Moment on Anchor. Oh, that's dope. I love that. Cool, my man. Well, hey, Dante, I appreciate you taking the time here today to hop on here and, uh, and, and drop some value. Is there anything else that you want to share uh, with uh, my audience before we adjourn here today? Yeah, man. Number one, thank you again for having me. It's always a fucking pleasure. I respect you tremendously as a human being. And number two, for everyone listening, uh, I respect you and I honor you and, and I, I get what it's like to go through horrible fucking shit. And that doesn't mean that you have to stay that way forever. And it is possible to change. I've, I've made changes and I'm still making changes. So don't, you know, don't give up. Don't, don't surrender to like the depression and, and, and the addiction and the alcoholism or, or even, you know, suicidal thoughts. Like life does get better. You just got to surround yourself with the right people, right support systems and right information. Beautiful. Appreciate you, Dante.
Absolutely, man. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon.